TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Hey, 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 it's that time of the week again. Talk time with Ramalis Jones here live in Memphis at Sears Concourse. I want to say welcome to all of the OAM listeners and to my Facebook friends. This is going to be an exciting show, a very informative show in in an industry that most people don't know much about as it relates to the ins and outs. I am so excited that we have the one and only world-renowned Pastor Daryl Pettis in the building with us. So you want to get on the phone, call people and tell them they need to tune in. And for the OEM listeners that's going to be listening to this live show, we welcome you to just listen in and enjoy what we have for you on tonight. All right. This is an exciting show since the beginning we've had multiple conversations on this show but this is one that i'm trying to contain myself and just um not smile so much because it is an honor to have this young man um on the show um he's very known worldwide but he's simply daryl to me he's my son and i'm excited that he's here tonight we're excited to have you on talk time Daryl. Thank you so much for the invitation. I am absolutely humbled to be here. I'm honored to be talking to you, uh, and I'm excited about this particular conversation. Well, we start out the show every Wednesday with a what's in your cup moment. And we have our black cups out here, but no one knows what we're drinking. And that's just like in everyday life. No one knows what a person is going through every day. And so on the inside, they may be dealing with something that they may want people to know. And they may be dealing with something that they want don't want people to know. Mm-hmm. So um, today, what's in my cup is just life, mm-hmm. life, living life and not existing. And I want to share with anybody that's out there that's listening to live and don't just exist and be true to yourself and enjoy the beauty of life. So I ask you, what's in your cup? Well, I've had a very, very exciting day as it relates to decisions. So I guess that will be in my cup today. Decisions. Uh, I believe that it's the decisions we make that determine our destiny. Uh, a lot of times we can have so many desires, um, but desires don't form destinies. Decisions do. Uh, so I have been challenging myself all day long 
to make the right decisions. I like that decisions. And for all those, I see some of our Facebook friends that are joining in. Make sure you share. Hey, Charlotte. Hey, um, or Davian. That's one of my former actors. Um, I'm coming up with something else. And Rodney, all the way from Chicago. And I see Sonia Anthony, my aunt, and Cecilia, good friend, Steve Yeager. All of those that have joined in. Hey, from, everybody. Yeah, what's up? We were glad that you joined in. And make sure you, 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 you tag somebody. Tell them to come on in. Come Please, on in. I need my numbers to be good at it. We want these numbers to be good. We got some exciting things that we're going to be sharing on this first half and the second half of the show. So make sure you tell people to come on in and listen to what we have tonight. The gospel music industry is an industry that um, most people enjoy, but most people don't really know about. And mm-hmm. we have somebody here live in Living Colors that have been in the industry. How long? Uh, well, I started recording uh, 18 18 years ago, 18 years, That's a l- 18 years ago, I did. That was when I started my own record. Uh, but uh, I did some features before then. Okay. And uh, it's been an exciting journey. The gospel music industry is yet weathering many transitions, um, but it seems to be taking a healthy turn now. Well, that's good. So with that being said, for those that may not know who Daryl Pettis is. Tell us, who is Daryl Pettis? Uh, Daryl Pettis, born and raised in uh, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, uh, to Daryl and Jack, Jacqueline Pettis. Uh, that's, of course, my mom and my dad. And um, I started singing when I was five. My grandmother um, started me to singing. I did my first solo at my kindergarten graduation. Um, some song about Kermit the Frog. I can't really remember. Kermit all the, the Frog? The l- Is that a gospel song? No, 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 no. <laughs> so it was, uh, I did my first solo when I was five at my kindergarten graduation and I've been singing ever since. Uh, once my grandmother discovered that I had a talent, she invested in that talent. I went from singing uh, talent shows to at the age of nine and 10 opening and traveling and touring in front of the Mississippi Mass Choir and uh, so many others. Uh, And I don't think I've missed a Sunday since I was five singing. Uh, So uh, it's been an extremely great journey. I started preaching when I was 13, started pastoring uh, the church when I was 26. And so it's been a journey. And I started Daryl Pettis and Strength and Praise, which is a stellar nominated uh, award winning choir uh, when I was 15. So uh, that's where I am. So let me ask you this. You mentioned your grandmother um, pretty much discovered the talents and the gifts that you had. Mm -hmm. How old were you when you realized that you were born to do great things? Oh, I was cocky when I was five. Oh, Five years old? Oh yeah, when I, I, you know, I was, I was, I was ready to sign autographs at the kindergarten graduation. You were walking around with your pen. Oh yeah, I was ready. You was ready to. So <laughs> at five years old, that's interesting. That and and I'm sure it's very important that parents can see the gifts so they can cultivate it. And, and Definitely. I, I, I see that your grandmother was an intricate part. Oh. I had a chance to meet your grandmother. Well, let me have this teachable moment. Because okay. I think that people need to understand that it's a thin line between arrogance and confidence. Okay. Now, I don't by far see myself as arrogant at all, but oh. uh, there's just a certain confidence. There's that an air. There's that an goes air. along with it you. and singing. And so, uh, no, jokingly, seriously, uh, I've just, I've just always wanted it. 
Mm-hmm. I wanted it. And I think that's one of the things that uh, the, that we've really got to put back into uh, people. Uh, what's happening now with our millennials uh, is the group that I'm a part of with our millennials. We uh, we come out of the gate extra talented, uh, multi gifted and and we just automatically feel entitled mm-hmm. and we feel like that that people should owe us something and they owe us a certain platform. Um but I've always wanted it. And I'm saying that to say I always worked at it. Uh even now this show I got coming up Monday. I'm still showing up places, passing out flyers, shaking hands, asking people for their support. So I've always wanted it. I've always wanted it. So, so I didn't mind doing so you would say that was a passion. Oh, yeah. you have to be passionate about something that you want. And when you're passionate about it, you're going to go after it. Yeah, it's going to develop a drive in you. Okay. Uh, nine times out of 10, if you have no passion, you have no drive. Right. And uh, I've always been passionate about singing. I've just always been passionate about spreading the love and message of God, period. And that develops the drive on the inside of me. OK, so at five, you knew that you were going to do great things. Oh, I wanted it at you, five. You wanted it at five. So tell us, you mentioned strength and praise. Tell us about strength and praise. What is strength and praise? How did it come about? Well, I started preaching when I was 13. Okay. When I turned 15, I did a citywide youth crusade here at our home church when I, uh, and it was a five day youth crusade back then revival so to speak and i formed a 100 voice youth choir and so uh we went around the city singing and uh the lord told me that that would be a branch singing the choir would be a branch of my ministry so i kept the choir together and uh changed the name to daryl pettis and strength and praise but we were originally the youth crusade choir and the youth crusade choir mm-hmm. okay I, I remember that name yeah okay so what year was that formed that was 1999. Uh, and the key thing is, how old were you at that time? I was uh, 15, I think. 15 years old. Yeah. And you started a recording choir Choir. Uh-huh. that's been nominated. Right. Award winning choir. We're three times still award nominated. Uh, we have multiple other awards. Uh, that we've won from Rhythm of Gospel to GTA, uh, quite a bit of accomplishments around the world. So your what's in your cup word was decision. Decision. So at five, you made a decision. I wanted it. You I wanted, wanted it. it. And then at 15, 10 years later, you started this world-renowned choir Mm -hmm. that's still relevant today. Right. And please keep in mind that I was 15, but most of them were older than I. Uh, They were older than I was. So uh, the Lord just I believe that it's two things that God has spared my life to do, and that's to love and to lead. And I do them in that order. I believe I exist in the earth uh, to love and to lead. I remember um, shortly after I moved to Memphis, um, I can call her name Sophia Watkins. She said, you got to meet this young young man. And she said, thanks, Sophie. Yeah, she had. She said, you got to come. Um, to the rehearsal and at the time I was married so me and my wife came and we sat in the back and I was like who is this little kid that's got this control over these young his peers and you said they were older older than you but they were teenagers too and you was you sit up and they sit up you say shut up they shut up you say sing they say and I'm like who is this guy <laughs> you know so I got a chance to witness 
that at that age, I believe you probably was 15. The choir was mm-hmm. just starting then. And then to see what you all have developed into that is a, such that speaks volume. I don't know if the cockiness got you there or whatever, but Gucci was cocky. Well, we're going to erase that word cocky. I probably, should, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have used that. But but you know, uh, because on social media, they eat up everything. Yeah, it's been it's it's been an amazing journey. It has. Uh, and to uh, I've always been a team player also. So uh, I grew up, you know, we grew up uh, around the. Strongs and the Ravens and all of those gifted families and and that's how all of us begin to get close. I went to Fairleigh High School. Okay, that's right. Graduated from Fairleigh High in two thousand and two, uh, and that's when I got into the ninth grade where I really began to be cultivated into the guy that I am now. When I met the likes of the Right Reverend Robert Matthews, uh, and he's been my longtime mentor even to this day. That's great. Let me ask you this. What do you feel has been the biggest struggles in this gospel industry um, for you as a musical artist? Well, to use the word gospel is to talk about the good news of Jesus Christ uh-huh. and and God himself. And I think that one of the biggest struggles that we have struggled with in gospel music is really trusting God, trusting that God still anoints and ordains originality. One of the biggest downfalls I feel that the gospel music industry is experiencing is everybody's just trying to mimic the previous success. Nobody's really trusting the raw talent that God has given them. And that's one of the things that I've always challenged myself with. It goes back to decisions. Uh, and, and you've got to really know that, you know, most of the time we find whatever worked or whatever caused somebody else to get famous. And that's what we do. I mean, if you look back at it, you know, one style of singing was done this. And so everybody became that. Uh, one of my greatest friends, Sister Kimberell, mm-hmm. when she first came out with all of the riffs and the runs, then everybody became a Kimberell. Mm-hmm. Uh, then one of my other buddies, uh, Ty Tribbett, uh, when he came out and made it popular for for uh, choirs and ensembles to dance and sing, when he started that, then everybody wanted to dance and sing. When Daryl Coley came on the picture with all of the great runs, singing hymns with runs, then everybody became that. Uh, so uh, I believe that one of the greatest struggles is originality. You know, we've got to master this thought in our head that God has given us something special. He's giving you something special there's something that that Romalis has that Daryl doesn't have and there's something that Daryl has that Romalis doesn't have but we've got to trust to know that if God has called me assigned me and has promised me greatness then it's tied to what he originally put in me it doesn't sound like I'm preaching does it it doesn't sound like you you are a preacher so you can't sound like uh, sound mom, like what you're not my you mama are, said I preach everything well well I, I like that and if you just tuned in um, for those that are listening we're here talking with Daryl Pettis one of the greatest young gospel artists that is here wow. in, in wow. Memphis, Tennessee. And you hear that he knew what his calling was at the age of five. And he formed a award winning choir at the age of 15. So we have the, the, the phone number is on the screen, but it's not time to call in. But I want you all to know that you will be able to call in and chat with um, Pastor Pettis in just a moment. So you're saying one of the struggles is not being original, trying to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. In other words, just be 
and accept what God has given to you and present that to the world. Right. I and, like that. And, and that's that's with anything, you know, you can only be you. And and the challenge is you've got to make the decision to be the best you that you can be. And that's all I've ever done. Uh, Somebody uh, on here say a preach, Daryl. Oh, <laughs> so you do sound like you preach. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, that's all. I, that's all I I've ever wanted to do was just just master what God has put on the inside of me. Um, my friends will tell you anybody that knows me. No, I don't consider myself a singer like I don't really consider myself a really, really good singer. You know, uh, I'm mm-hmm. just a straightforward uh, <laughs> uh, raspy, uh, straightforward, flat foot. You know, take folk to church. Yeah, that's all I fall out. I didn't see him at funerals. Folks just sit up there all proud and stuff. And he get to singing and they'll go to hats and the wigs and everything coming off. But that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I like that. Be so original. Just, yeah. That's good advice. That's I'm, good advice. I'm just me. You, you ain't supposed to be waving at the people. That's, that's the <laughs> Well, they wave at me. <laughs> We're here at Sears Crosstown and you you have the concourse in the backdrop for those that are looking or whatever. He's, he's just waving. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, so you just got to be yourself. I believe that everybody needs to be original. But exactly. this this originality struggle, this identity struggle is not just with singers. I mean, it's everywhere. It's with preachers. Right. Uh, it's it's in pastoring. You know, there is no set set of directions uh, that will cause you success. You have to find the niche that God put in you and invest in that. Exactly. Okay, so. We've got that. So what are the best moments? What are some of the best moments you have experienced in the industry? Some of my best moments. Well, one would have to be my duet with Charlie Wilson. Okay. Uncle uh, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, yeah when, I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. They mm-hmm. came to the Grand Casino and he was looking for a choir. And um, thank God favor. Uh, isn't fair, but it fits me well. And the radio station uh, called me and asked me if I would be willing to stand me in the choir with the famous Uncle Charlie. And we did. And uh, we went to the sound check. We went to the rehearsal uh, and uh, he let me have full control. I changed a few things, told the band to go here, told him to swing it left here. And uh, I didn't know that night of that we were going to switch roles. So Magic was going in the Grand Casino and he high fived me, gave me his mic and he started directing the choir. And I went out front and I wanted it. Wow. Yeah, that's back to that decision and that passion. Mm -hmm. And so what you're saying is everything that you want, you can bring to life. And that was a moment for you to sing with the Uncle Charlie. Yeah. And so that was one of the biggest and greatest moments. And not only you, SIP. Oh, yeah. You took those teenagers that are now full adults. They were adults then, right? Yeah. Well, we were. Yeah, How old were we then? We probably were. It was just early 20s. About 19, 20 early, yeah, early when 20s. we did that. So, you know, it's just been a blessing. And then, of course, all of them, I take nothing for granted. The time we spent with Kurt Franklin live uh, with Kurt Franklin, we were the uh, first choir to back him when he released uh, Hosanna from the Rebirth record. Well, we've been blessed to do a, a lot of great things. We really have. Okay, so that was the best moment. Mm-hmm. So in the 18-year tenure, what do you feel was the greatest accomplishment in this industry for you and SIP? Well, in the industry, it would probably be my stellar nominations. Uh, because the uh, Stella Awards is the is our Grammys in gospel music. So to uh, make it to that ballot, to that final official ballot that night uh, was mind blowing to me. I was just glad to be in the room. And um, 
And God will use things to put you in the room. And I always teach the choir. I live by myself. You never let your gift take you somewhere that your character can't keep you. You know, your gift will get you in the room, but your character will keep you at the table. So I've I've been blessed. So as far as accomplishments is concerned, it would probably be that. And then um, when I did the Radio One cruise, we went to Costa Maya, Belize, all of that uh, touring life was a great accomplishment for me. So you were able to take these young people that you had the vision to start this choir at 15 mm-hmm. and have taken them across the country mm-hmm. and given them a chance to experience um, things that they probably never would have experienced. Can you give me um, a little background on the type of young um, kids that you were dealing with in your choir? Did they come from broken homes, single homes? Are they um, um, you know, fortunate kids or what type of children kids at that time? I'm calling them kids, but they were still teenagers. Well, we, we all had our individual struggles. You know, we, we all came from, uh, some form of a challenge. Uh, and, um, of course you, uh, I don't know how much I can go into it, you but go of into course, it. This is a real you know, conversation. my, uh, my situation wasn't the greatest. You know, I grew up in a single parent home where my father was missing. And then before he left, all all I remember of my dad was um, being on a controlled substance and the abuse between him, him and my mother and and uh, the struggle that my mom had trying to raise all six of us. Uh, We lived in Olive Branch. My mom just got fed up one day, packed our bags in garbage bags. And and my grandfather got us a two bedroom apartment. Uh, at the King Gates Apartments on Winchester and two in a two bedroom apartment, my mom, all six of us, my aunt and my cousin lived in. Uh, so all of us came from our struggles. You know, uh, we had different struggles. Of course, most of us came from small traditional churches uh, and then life was happening to all of us. The struggle was in some kind of way similar at the time because all of us were just trying to figure out who we were. And uh, that led led to a whole lot of things. I won't say we were privileged. None of us were privileged. Uh, they talk about growing up with a silver spoon. Uh, none of us had the silver a spoon life you know all we had was our faith we had a gift to sing and a faith in God and we got together and and one of the things that made us always special to me was I drove it into us that we were not just a choir we were a family and we did just that we became a family uh, I mean we we I mean I, I don't can't go into all the stories I don't guess right but, so the numbers I mean you this is real conversation real yeah. real people and real issues and we've talked about domestic violence on this show. So I wouldn't say that you're a product of that type of family, but you did come from that. And I remember in some of your recordings, you talked about how your dad lined you all up. You want to go into that? You want to talk about that? Uh, uh, you want to talk about that? Well, how things happen in the home that could have mm-hmm. taken you out. Yes. And one reason I'm bringing it up is because this is a message of hope. Well, Sometimes people... Um, say, well, I can't do this because of this. But you accomplished many things in spite of the upbringing. It's decisions. At some point, you have to grow old enough to make the decisions that I no longer want to be the victim anymore. You know, all of us are victim of something. But at some stage in life, you have to take off those clothes and make the decision to win. And that's exactly what I did. I made the decision. I'm constantly making the decision Even today, I've made a decision that I want to win. 
And so that's what that's what I'm doing. And when, of you, course, you know, controlled substance. Anytime anyone that's what I've is on a controlled substance, it will. It's not them, you know. It's that substance, and of course, it would lead them to do deranged things. Our family, we're living testimony from house fire to gunpoint. Uh, I we went through it all. Wow, and and that's the main thing that you won, and the main thing also that you made a decision. To not stay in the past, yeah. I, because not, I've I've met your father, your biological father, and he's a wonderful man, and, awesome. and you, you would never know his story, yeah, by what you see on today. Yeah, my dad is a phenomenal guy. He yeah. is he has grown in God, and grow, God has grown him, uh, and it's amazing to just see that miracle within itself. And the truth of the matter is, you wouldn't be sitting here in front of me if it wasn't for him. If it wasn't for him, so we. Give a shout out to Dara Daddy. P- Dara Pettis. I am a junior. Yeah, Dara Pettis Senior. So, would you say that those accomplishments that you just mentioned that you shared with the choir is? I wanted to know what do you feel is your biggest accomplishment as Daryl Pettis? Forgiveness has been my biggest accomplishment. Wow. Um, I've been through a great deal of things uh, with. As we often say in the church world that the anointing attracts attacks. And uh, I've been through a great deal of things from uh, from people who stereotype you, from people who misjudge you, misunderstand you. Uh, from my father's situation, uh, dealing with envious, jealousy of people, the whole nine yards. And uh, I, I, I often encourage myself by saying, You know, I'm proud that I was able to forgive, you know, and I want you to know uh, and and who's ever listening to me that needs to hear this, that you you possibly uh, can't be living a free life. If you're holding on to things. If you're holding on to things, you have to you have to practice forgiveness. You have to at some point take a deep breath. And uh, recognize who you really are and forgive. Let's say it a mouthful. And forgive people. And, uh, you know, and if nobody never gives me a standing ovation, you know, what God does for me every morning, the conversations we have, I believe I'm favored to have those conversations with him because my heart is clean. So the biggest accomplishment for Daryl at this point is forgiveness. Yeah. And a lot of people can't match them. A lot of people can't master that. I've I've been through enough to be really bitter and angry with a lot of people, but I choose not to because I got to live free. And my decision is to win. Kudos. That's 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 uh, that's that's I can't come back behind that. But with the next question, as you (laughs) embrace this new season of your life in the gospel music industry. What should your fans and the world expect from Daryl Pettis? You see, he loved the people. He waved. Um, just expect Daryl Pettis. Um, I'm, I'm going to always bring something to the table for everybody. And I'm going to always make sure that we bridge and merge this new school with this old school and give it to you. We're going to take a hymn and slap a little funk on it. And we're going to have ourselves a good time. You want to do a little hymn right now? No, not to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Tonight My we're talking. God. We're talking with um, Daryl Pettis, Pastor Daryl Pettis. He's the pastor of Mount Pisgah Baptist Church. But tonight we're putting the emphasis, aka the high place, aka the high place. And if you <laughs> are low when you go there on a Sunday, you will leave there actually high in the spirit. Um, we're going to open up the lines just for a few calls before we end this segment of okay. the, of the show. So the lines, um, the phone number is nine zero one four five seven four six seven seven nine zero one four five seven four six seven seven. If you want to just say hello to Pastor Pettis, um, the second half of the show is going to be a little saucy. We're going to turn it up a little bit, but we do want you to be able to talk one on one with him if and you may, want to open may, up. May I add yes, something else? Yes, you can do something. Uh, I, I, I want to add this because, uh, of course, you know, I started the choir when I was 15. So you can only imagine uh, some of the things that we've encountered and what our story is built upon Uh just being at the age of 15, 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18, getting to that age where you're really trying to find yourself, trying right. to do a whole lot of stuff. So right. I, I applaud and very much so appreciate uh, strength and praise. Uh, we became a family. We love we covered each other, even when when we didn't understand what each other was doing and when there was so much going on. Uh, so I just want to say that that I, I, I'm also proud of who the choir has become. Uh, back when we turned 15 years old, I told them that I was going to take the back burner, going to pastor our church, and I was just going to chill out because I do believe that uh, since they stood by me, supported me, pushed me for 15 years, it's only right for me to now stand behind them and push them. Exactly. So I'm just excited about all that everybody uh, has accomplished and what they've done, yes. you know, because I we were all together when we didn't know what we were going to do. We were together when, when we we didn't even know if we were going to graduate a certain class in high school or we didn't. We kept changing our, our major in college. And, and we have and two of his friends going to come on know, here in a little bit. It's just we've been through a whole lot together. So to see uh, that. Uh, what everybody has become is amazing to me. So, so I com- I want to compliment all of them. It's amazing. The mothers they've turned out to be, the fathers they've turned out to be, uh, their husbands and wives. Some of them are, are, are big entrepreneurs That's now all over the world. And, yeah. and, uh, it's just, it's just a joy. And recording artists themselves. And some, oh, yeah. and some of the musicians have played with some of the greatest, um, musicians in the industry. So oh, you, yeah. you produced a lot from SIP. Well, I'm just glad that God, God gave me a, a set of friends and a family. Well, you had to make that decision. I know it's more clear to you now, but at, at, at the age of five, and then at the age of 15, to pull these young people together mm-hmm. and look at what sprouted out from that mm-hmm. by you making that decision, although you came through some fire yourself. Oh, yeah. We applaud you today. So oh. if you want to call in, you can call in. Don't be afraid. He's not going to bite you. You can call in and see what yeah, um, and, and, and say what you me. want to say and talk to him or what have you. Um, but before we um, shut it down, if there are no calls come in, we're going to no still. No calls? That's going to hurt my feelings. Oh, he say he's going to hurt his feelings. Anybody want to talk to him? Somebody called. Make me feel good. I see all the comments. You're getting a lot of comments. I know you don't have your uh, um, smartphone in front of you, but I'm looking. You're getting multiple comments on here, and, and so many people have joined in, and we thank you all for joining in. Thank you. And we want you all to continue to share. We got um, another half um, uh, half of the show to go, so we don't want you to go nowhere. Um, but before we leave, um, and go into the next half and bring your friends on. What would you, what advice would you give to any aspiring person who wants to start a gospel choir or just work in the gospel industry? Just make sure this is your assignment. 
uh, just make sure this is your call. Uh, I think one of the things that's stagnating a lot of people is just being in the wrong place. It's hard for you to produce when you're not in the position that God is has ordained for you to be. I think we got your caller. You know, hold that point. Okay. We don't want them to go nowhere. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, who's calling? Uh, this is Kiki. I'm from Virginia. Hey, Kiki from Virginia. We're so glad that you called in. Hey, Miss Kiki. Hi, how are you, Bishop? I just want to say to you, happy, happy, happy birthday. Thank you. And I just want to make this really brief. I was at a point in my life where things seemed as if it was not going to work at any point. I'm a firm believer in God, filled with the Holy Ghost, all of that. You can call me a holy ruler if you want to. But I, it was late one night, it was like after two in the morning, and I was just surfing the internet, and I came across, the Lord led me across uh, YouTube, and I saw the three-minute video of you singing the song, He Ain't Gonna Leave Me. When I tell you, <laughs> if I did not have insurance in this house, I would have needed it. <laughs> because wow. the Lord shifted everything in my life since I saw that video and since I saw the way that God you the love Lord. the Lord because you can only love the Lord and sing and praise God from a place like that. Wow. So I just want to tell you to be encouraged. Thank you. That you are rare and that there is no other person on this earth that can praise God and can preach his word and that can sing unto God like you. And that Thank you. it changed my whole perspective. When I showed it to my mama, she tore up the kitchen. Well. My God Jesus, my God, even when we are graced to listen to you here on the radio, we talk for a Chick-fil-A. We Kiki, you there? We encourage Bishop oh. to preach from inside of the heart of God. Thank yes. you. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. To God be and the glory. Thank you so Lord, much. Yes. Yes, sir. To God be the glory. And if God was a nerd, you know how nerds wear the pins in their front pocket? Uh-huh. would be in the front pocket of God. God bless you so much. Bless you. I love bless you. The live recording. I love you also, Bishop. Okay. Right. Have a great night. Thank you. you. Too. All right. Happy holidays, Thank Kiki. You. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Wow. That was powerful. I felt yeah. that, you know, and, and you just never know who you are impacting in your ministry. So the lines are still open just for a few seconds, a um, few more minutes, a few seconds, because we're going to go on to the next half of the show. If you want to call in 901-457-4677. If Pastor Daryl Pettis have impacted your life through music or through the preach word, call in and let him know. Yes. Kiki mentioned that we will be celebrating his birthday. I'm going to talk about that much um, later. Later on, before we close out, but on December the seventeenth, seventeenth, it's going to be. I am awesome, a Sagittarius. Uh, awesome night, and there's somebody. Uh, it's going to be an awesome <laughs> night in Memphis. The fireworks will be going off in Memphis by way of South Haven, Mississippi. Mm. All right. So, um, did you finish the point? I'm sorry, I didn't want to lose that call oh, about no. expiring. And all I was saying was just make sure it's uh, what you're called and what you're assigned to do. You, you you can't prosper or be productive when you're not in your rightful place, you know, and I believe that. And I teach people all the time that just because you're a songwriter doesn't mean you're a lead singer. And just because you're a great lead singer doesn't mean you're an artist and you need your own thing, you know. And just like with church, I believe that there are a lot of preachers who possibly should have stayed on the deacon board. 
and there are a lot of ushers who just you know should be in the choir and a lot of people in the choir who should have just taught Sunday school you know so you just gotta be in your place be in your, your place position. never in- never get greedy to want somebody else's glory and success enough that you trade in who you are and where you belong that's some good talk we got one more caller coming in okay okay who's calling hey Pastor Teddy hey how are you all right you so great friend from Mississippi Gates hey what's up man what's going on with you Oh, nothing much, man. I was watching the live, and, uh, man, I had to call and say something, man. You know, a lot of people don't know. I'm uh, Like I said, I'm from Amory, Mississippi. I met Darren Pettis through Apostle Kerry Sparrow. Uh-huh. And uh, I had the opportunity to play behind him one time before, man, and uh, it was my first time. And, uh, man, you know, Darren Pettis, I want to tell you, man, I'm proud of you, bro. And you, you, Thank you. You definitely, you know. You definitely impacted my life. You know, you gave me an opportunity when you came to my church for Hallelujah Night. Oh, yeah. You allowed me to play. Yes, sir. You allowed me to play, man. And I just want to say thank you for that. Man, I appreciate you. You're an extremely gifted guy. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Well, we thank you for calling in. And like yes, I said, sir. like I said, Pastor Pettis have impacted so many lives um, in this short period of time as a young man from the age of five to 15 and now he'll tell us age when we come back <laughs> of what age he will be so we thank you all don't go no way where we don't. stay tuned we got two of his long-term friends he's been all you know nice and everything but we got two of his long-term friends that's going to help us talk about the good the bad and the presence of daryl pettis so stay tuned the sauce is coming next All right. I'm, I appreciate those of you all that stayed with us during this little break time that you saw for um, the people that are on Facebook. You see the, the flyer that's up about announcing what's coming up on December the 17th. But definitely before we close the um, show out, we will talk more about that. Um, we have two guys that know Daryl. Pastor Pettis very well, and during the break, I know them well too. And during the break, um, so make sure they know that. Yeah, during the break, Pastor Pettis told them don't come up with no too much dirt. But here at Talk Time with Romalis Jones, it's real people, real conversations, real issues. So we don't want to paint a pretty picture um, of, of, of Pastor Pettis because guess what? At the age of five, he was still trying to, he didn't even know himself really well. He knew he was called to do something. At the age of 15, he was finding himself. And I'm sure these guys got some stuff to tell. They going to tell it all, but we want to have a little fun tonight. Fun tonight. You know, uh, uh, and I've known them just as well, pretty much as long as I've known um, Pastor Pettis. So I've watched these young men grow and they are phenomenal. We have Dr. Kevin Patterson, say hello to the people. Doctor. Hello, everybody. And he's not one that just got that um, internet doctorate oh, degree. This is an earned. It's an earned yes, doctorate degree. Um, tell us what your doctorate is in. Uh, my doctorate is uh, in ministry. In uh, ministry. In ministry. And you are a teacher by profession? What? Family engagement specialist at A. Maceo Walker Middle School. That's right. Get it. Family engagement, engagement specialist. specialist. <laughs> 
At, He's a specialist. And dealing with middle schoolers. So, of course, I know it takes your mind back to when you all started that choir because that's about the age group. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we also have the maestro himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was doing what I did at that time, preaching and doing a whole lot of stuff um, in the ministry, could nobody take me to where I needed to be like it was him and one other person. That was my son, Aaron. But this is a this young man has... I don't know words. I can't even find the words to say, but he's the maestro when it comes down to all of the instruments you play. How many instruments you play? I don't really know. Oh, it's a few of them. them, But this is Timothy Mason, Tim. And he called me Pastor Daddy. Yeah. Nobody can call me that but him. Say hi to the people, Tim. Hello, how y'all doing? Yeah. So we're here with um, Pastor Pettis, Dale's friends. Um, Kevin and Tim, we dropping the titles right now because I just want some sauce on this show. This is my first time actually having a celebrity and having, um, well, did we have, he had a, a, a doctor by profession on the show yet? I, I think we have, but uh, someone I've watched to grow into a doctor and Tim, you've played with, name some of the people in the gospel industry you play with. Daryl Pettis. <laughs> and, uh, uh, smoking off uh, Kurt Carr, Jacqueline Carr, and a few other lists go on and on. Lists go on and on and on and on. So, who wants to start first? Um, <laughs> well, I guess you all met. Each one of y'all met. You, y'all went to school together. You met when yeah, did you? Jeter. Yeah, we 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 uh. Been together since the seventh grade. The seventh grade, yeah. seventh grade. Okay, seventh grade. That's see. Daryl said, you know, in the opening of the interview, you said they did, they didn't you know, they know what they were doing in school. I did all my work. You did your work. I was the one that was doing my work. <laughs> you were smart. Passed, you know what? Real. You know, this, this I, going I, bad already. Yeah, see, yeah. yeah. <laughs> going, going to the left already. We yeah. need to back up because when that light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, all so my you work. didn't do your work? I did my work. I graduated. You know, you graduated. I, had, I was like in the top twenty. Okay, that's good. What about these fellas? These <laughs> educated. They left at twelve forty-five every day. Twelve forty-five every then, day, and then come to school and then on Mondays. Yeah, then come to school on Mondays. I was tired. I had preached and sang all day, and I was not going to school on Mondays. No. So he got a spiritual diploma. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> the spirit gave him a diploma. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, um, here we go. We here with you two. What would you all, well, what part did you play, Kevin, with SIP? Well, uh, <laughs> I started out just, just being around because they, you know, my friend. Uh, then uh, transition happened. I became uh, the drummer for the choir. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the role manager. Okay. Uh, and still do that uh, whenever he decided not to do it his own self. Uh, so uh, that's 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 been my role in it. So being the road manager, I mean, that means you're in the oh, inside. You've seen some some some. Uh, yeah, and and he won't pay me on time. Oh, he didn't pay. Yikes. Oh, he kept yeah. his money. Well, was the money there? I'm sure you probably didn't. Did you I get did, paid on time? Yeah, I paid the band, sure. but didn't make me wait for mine. I had to make sure them checks clear first. That's right. That's right. So, um, for those that's out there that probably have not um. Ex- experience going on the road or what have you is it something some insight that you can give them about being a real road manager to a an award-winning choir uh, somebody like daryl pettis well i mean just transparent number one you know you have to you're dealing with all the business from booking of the concerts the buses transportation hotels uh 
dealing with whatever mood he may be in that day. Or what type of moods? He, he seemed like he's a person that being a, <laughs> on the show. He's a, he's painting out a good picture that he's nah, in good he, mood. He 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 be good, you know. Just just sometimes he just you know last minute on, on some things. Okay, so I, oh, that's why I had to pay him last minute sometimes. <laughs> okay, but it takes a good road manager to be able to make all of this happen that has that he's talked about. Right, right. Okay. You you really have to know the. Uh, Everything, all the uh, eyes crossed. I mean, dotted and all the T's crossed uh, because uh, if something go wrong, you, you you the finger gonna be pointed at you. So, so uh, in the eighteen years, what is one of the biggest things that you feel that's gone wrong that that sticks out in your head that is one of those things that's just nasty to you? One of the bad things. Lord Jesus Christ, mm. uh, I, I it's a real say, conversation. I think it was. Um, <laughs> What back in 2012, I think it's 10, 11, one of them years, but um, getting ready to go to Bobby Jones. Oh. And, uh, and uh, we actually had um, covered all costs for the trip. And uh, we had a situation where um, we was dealing with some fraudulent companies. Wow. We were standing on the parking lot with our bags ready to go, and the bus never showed up. So y'all was actually standing on, <laughs> yeah, and going to Bobby Jones. That's a big, that's a big accomplishment to be able to make it to the Bobby Jones show, right? So, so we, uh, uh, I think we supposed to let, left the night before we supposed to went to Bobby Jones and bus didn't show up. And uh, back then, when we found out what was going on, we had some a couple guys in the choir that wasn't really saved then. Oh my! Uh, so they was out looking for the guy, but uh, I probably would have uh, been too. We, we, but but we was blessed. Uh, church uh, people really uh, came together. Yeah, church and people came together to help uh, the choir and the ministry get uh, to Washington D.C. Uh, and li- we literally got to Washington D.C. Uh, just in time to uh, go straight to sound check. Uh, but it was a blessing. Uh, being there and to this day we still haven't well i haven't seen the guy and uh probably don't want to see him what's uh, the guy's name <laughs> i don't remember his name i just mm. know faces and that's that's something i remember i was in dc at the time actually out there preaching and i remember that situation so but you all did a wonderful job on bobby jones says like i said the choir has done so many things and it took a good road manager so my head's it off to you yeah he and does I, it well he i, I applaud you because you had to think yes. think ahead a lot of money you know yeah, yeah that was yeah. that was a lot of money and at that time but but that was one of the mistakes that i because i i, I made a mistake in uh even though you know we didn't know it was fraudulent uh fraudulent bus company uh, but I, I at that time I was it was young on me uh, starting doing it, and I didn't get the proper receipt, so you know we couldn't track it and uh, for legal issues, so we just had to really count it as a loss. Uh, but I did learn a lesson from it. But still, you know, uh, being a road manager, the finger wasn't pointed at Daryl or, or the musicians or the choir. It was still pointed back at me because you know I was taking care of everything. And on that note, um, talking about bus companies, our prayers goes out to that um, team that just came back from traveling. And uh, I think a young man lost his life. And all stars. Yeah. So we um, our prayers go out to them. But it is important 
to do the research on these bus companies mm-hmm. um, to make sure that their drivers are licensed and make sure that they're legit. Right. You know, so that was an experience back then, but they, we still have things going on with bus companies now. Right. Yeah, so that was your um, 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 bad experience or what have you. Tim, give us some sauce on, uh, about being in the SIP and down through the years and growing with this All right, so, this young man in the, in the group. <laughs> all right. So, first um, of all, the history of SIP the choir was not Daryl's first. Oh, okay, okay. So the name of the choir was really Tim Mason and YC. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Well, that's because I started it in a crusade. Yeah, and, you're right. And and they wanted me to focus on the I preaching. I the so first song to the choir. He was what was the, the first song? I don't remember what it was. We were saying we had to get ready for a whole week of probably stir up the gift or give stir up the gift or give it up. Those you know, we was kind of basic back then. I remember those songs. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, it it was me. It wasn't. And he get all the recognition, you know, the choir, he named in front of the choir now, mm-hmm. but it was my choir. It was your choir. He Tim Mason's in the, in the what? In the YC, Youth Crusade Choir. It was my choir for a whole week. <laughs> for a whole week. And then week. after that, he decided to carry it on, you know. <laughs> and he carried it to he great places. He did. He did. I'm That's proud. a good thing that when you start something and then you see somebody take it to the next level. Right. Because a lot right. of people have started stuff and, and, and their stuff has gone down. Yeah. A person couldn't take it to the next levels. Yep. So but, uh, we you- all started. We all started together, really, in Jeter and Jeter Middle School, and we uh, we almost got a board suspension after we were already graduated from Jeter because Daryl decides he wanted to shout at the graduation, jump off the, the stage, eighth shout. grade graduation. He shouted at oh, the graduation. First of all, he jumped off the stage. He yeah. shouted, jumped off the stage, and ran down the aisle at the old abundant grace on the rain. And the lady told us if we play another note, we were getting a suspension. We was already graduated. We were at the graduation. And y'all was, I had already graduated. We had already graduated. So y'all already we get a suspension after we already graduated. So y'all kept playing. We, yeah, we played. Yeah, I sang. And he, did he keep shouting? He kept shouting. He took off running. <laughs> Dr. Stacy Spencer that, was our graduation speaker that day. That's when Daryl was oh, shouting and, and they, throwing his glasses everywhere. I remember yeah. those days where you just throw his glasses. Yeah, and the glasses folded up and like folded pieces. <laughs> and Dr. Stacy Spencer Spencer was the speaker, and at that mm-hmm. time, he probably was part of Mississippi Boulevard, and they Mississippi Boulevard didn't do all that. I'm sure that was a shock to him. Oh, but no, he's always been a oh, he Pentecostal was a, guy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that but, was yeah. Now they drove the shout. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's put it all on me. I've been playing shout music a long time. It's my yeah. favorite song. <laughs> That's, that's, my favorite that's why song. I said you're the only one that can really take me where I need to be when I like you know. to shout. Okay, so um. If with you all being with the choir and seeing the growth and where you are now, what would you say to individuals from your experience in the seat that the both of you all have sat in? What uh, would you say? I always tell people you gotta sow seeds. You gotta sow seeds, and uh, you know, met somebody know you gotta sow seeds. I, I believe that the uh, the experience I've the experiences that I've been able to experience have really come from me sowing seeds and the time them every Monday nights. And I don't think we really rehearsed. We probably, if we had a, a ratio of like 200 hours that we supposed to have rehearsal, we probably rehearsed, you know, two out of 200, <laughs> you know, because we had service every Monday at uh, at different churches. We, yes, was, we got put out of different churches because we was holding too long. But I think it was those seeds that we that we had sown in those years that uh, opened up other doors. I, my actual, my first uh, traveling experience past Daryl was smoking North. Okay, and uh, Smokey was one of the producers with with uh, Daryl, and he heard me in a rehearsal. He heard me playing bass in a rehearsal, and uh, he was like, "Man, okay, you play bass." He didn't know I played keyboard for Daryl because that rehearsal he came to, 
he only came for like the first hour or so and the bass player was late. You know, I think bass player, a lot of bass players would be late, you know, but <laughs> the bass player was late, so I was playing bass and he so I went out and played but with we him had a bass. Notorious late bass player. Yeah. <laughs> so right when it's time to play. So right. being positioned in the right place has right taken place you right mm-hmm. and then not being envious of another person's gift. Right. Being authentic, like he talked earlier, being confident in what you were able to do. Although I know we joked about he took the choir and moved along, but you knew that was the place for him and you were in your place. And I know you kind of belittled the little things that you've done, but you have gotten some recording accolades yourself, right? Lord is good. Tim is is one of this nation's number one. This show's Um, about diabetes. Well, I'm a, I'm I'm a fan of my friend, man. I'm a fan. There I started uh, Tim to has Grammys up under his belt. He's played Thank for Grammy God. Records. He has Stellas under his belt. Tim Mason is the real deal. And even in that, we've always been. Uh, they used to call us the Batman and Robin. We just went together. Whether I was preaching and he was playing, or whether I was we were singing and he was playing. And then when we wrote songs, we had that magical chemistry together that I could write a song and and he would go in my head and knew what I was hearing and he would play it exactly like that so when God knits a thing together he knits it together and he was operating in his authentic authentic gift Mm -hmm. and not coveting someone else's Tim Mason is the Joshua of our generation as far as musicians I got you and he's and you have to stay humble with that we're here talking with Daryl Pettis Kevin Patterson and Timothy Mason, some notable young men right here in the Mid-South, as well as across the country. It is an honor to have them here. And if you want to call in, we have just a few more minutes with this show. 901-457-4677. There are so many comments coming in, um, Daryl, that, you know, you can't see them. You don't have your phone, but the people are out there loving on you and they're out here and they've been sharing and sending good um, wishes your way. Um, But this coming Monday, Mm -hmm. um, December the 17th, not only would this be the album release, Mm -hmm. but it will be your 35th, 35th birthday birthday started at the age of five knowing what you was called to do Mm -hmm. and 30 years later look at all these accomplishments and still you're yet a young man it's going to be off the chain this monday coming up you do not want to miss it tim what you would say to the people about monday coming up be there i just say be there it was uh it's this is like a a long journey, you know. It's been a long journey of songs and recordings that we've put together down through the years. Uh, and Kevin, see, Kevin was like he was playing the drums at first, then he went to road management. Now he coming out of retirement Monday. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Look, Kevin coming out of retirement. They don't. I, I'm I'm just happy they don't call. He don't call me for the big gigs no more. I have to, I think we got a call coming in. They don't call you for the big kids. Hold on, caller. <laughs> That's because he quit. He quit. And he's a doctor now. Yeah, he's a well, doctor. He quit us. again. Well, right, call, he, we got a caller coming in. He call fired him. me in a nice way. He fired you in a nice way, but called you back for this project. Uh, <laughs> caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, who's calling? This is Sunshine calling from Memphis, Tennessee. I just want to say once again, I'm really enjoying your show, Mr. Jones. Pastor Jones, I try to look at you every Wednesday night. And I want to say uh, happy early birthday to uh, the gentleman. That you're interviewing. Thank you, Sunshine. That's Pastor Pettis. Ain't no yes, sir, sunshine. I know. I know oh so well. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I love you, Pastor Pettis. I love you more. 
<laughs> and, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, and we're looking forward to seeing you on Monday night. Thank you for and calling I look in. To, calling in. Thank you, and I look forward to seeing you as well. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Uh, do we have any more callers before we close this show out? But, um, Dr. Patterson, what were you saying before the call came in? We were talking oh, about how he quit. No, no how he no, quit. No, no, no. I got sick. Uh, and he 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 got you know, sick. He fired me in a good way. When did you get? 2011. 2011. And he fired me for Steve Stewart, my friend Steve Stewart. Oh, that's the Steve. Well, that's, that's the one playing drums all over the world. Yeah, well, it's like it's like Ike Turner. It's yeah. like Ike Turner. The show gotta go on. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just missing. Nah, I'll kill you. I'll, I'll get up, anime. Get up, anime. Gotta, Eat the cake, anime. Right. No, I'm just I'm just missing. What would you say? What would the people um, from your perspective? What would they? What do you think they should expect on Monday? Me personally, I think it, they're going to see a different different side of. Uh, uh, music from Daryl Pettis, uh, the writing style. Uh, I think he's been listening to a lot of R and B uh, since he recorded. My man. Uh, so you probably you know I'm saved. Now they know, know he, I don't. He, 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 he churchy, say. but he he a little diverse. I don't time. cuss. So I they're gonna have some diversity. Stop yeah. lying. Okay, they're gonna have some <laughs> diversity on the show. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're gonna have some diversity. Okay. Okay. So, um, it's going to be a great show. Great people coming in. So you're playing on the project. Yes, sir. It's been. T- oh, I don't do anything without him. Okay. I'm it's, trying to back out this concert Monday because I've been. You know, I had a lot of things going on. Yeah. He wouldn't let me. Yeah. And, and prayers are going up for your your beautiful child. Appreciate. It. Um, 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 ten years. It's been ten years since you have released a, a full record. A full record. So you'll be releasing a full record on Monday. Yes, sir. As well as celebrating your birthday. Yes, sir. Memphis and all across the world, all all those that will hear this, even this is the live recording, but even those of you on the OAM network and Google Stitcher and all the multiple um, areas that this um, broadcast will be heard, you need to look up Daryl Pettis and find this album. How could they find the of project, course, of course, it'll be released Monday uh, on all digital outlets. That's Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, the whole nine yards. Uh, and of course, those will be at the uh, service on Monday, the concert. It'll be physically available there as well. Uh, so Monday, Monday, when it hits, it'll be absolutely everywhere. OK, now I may I know that you all are on on, on a time frame. <laughs> but um, at the concert. OK. But the next person that calls in, I'm going to take the ranks as one that has been very close in his life and a father in his life. The next person that calls in, if you attend the concert. What are you doing? The next person that calls in, we're going to make sure that you get a a picture. I'm sure he's going to have photographers there. Oh, yeah. And he'll, you'll, you'll get a chance to meet him personally up, up close. And I'm not talking about somebody that knows him, but somebody that probably been wanting to get close to Pastor Petty. Now, we're going to have security there. Um, but oh, you can um, the next person that calls in, we just we over our time. But if you call in, we will make sure you have some special treatment there at the at the at the um, birthday celebration and yeah. the album we've got, release. We've got a VIP reception going on. Uh, a lot of my friends are coming in. So Sean, are you saying you're going to invite Vashon them to the VIP? Yeah, sure. Okay, if you call in, you better go and call them uh, before we get out of, off of here. Vashon Mitchell is going to be there. He's uh, Mr. Nobody Greater. Oh yeah. Uh, JJ Harrison will be there uh, of Youth for Praise. My Hallelujah. 
I think we got that caller. Oh, yeah. Okay. Who's calling? I hope hope there's somebody you don't know. Who's this? How you doing, Pastor Joe? I'm great. And yourself? Yeah, this is Dennis Crutchfield. Oh, this is Dennis Crutchfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be there in the VIP anyway because you're at your church. Deacon? Deacon no, Crutchfield. Yeah. That's it. I've been training. Oh, you, oh, you're in training. Oh, yeah. Well, they didn't have to train you. You came from the greatest. But anyway, go ahead and go through the training. <laughs> yes, sir. How you doing? I'm great. What you got for us, Deacon Crutchfield? I'm enjoying your show, and uh, I think it's wonderful what you're doing. Yeah, hey, Darren, how you doing, Mr. Patton? I'm doing fine. How are you, sir? Good, good. Congratulations on your the new album you got coming out. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm looking forward, if you can come, uh, for all the love and support. We'll be there as uh, friends. Monday night. That's yeah, on Monday. Now, now, Bridget, um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna see if if this next caller that's calling in does it. Oh, they they didn't hung up. See, caller, you done missed out. We was gonna probably uh, pass that on to them. I really wanted somebody that really hadn't been close enough and, and personal. But thank you, Dennis. You know that you and Bridget, y'all, oh, yeah. y'all, y'all family, y'all family, and, and thank sure y'all for tuning in. Bridget gonna be taking pictures and, yeah. and going live. That's right, I'll be a photographer. So what you do is just pass it on for the next call. We just wanted to say hello and that we love you and congratulations to Kevin and Kim, Daryl. We love you. Pass it to the next one. Well, the, the caller is gone and we are over our time. So I guess oh, it would it, it would go to the crutch fields if that's okay. Oh, yeah. But we'll get with you all after the show. We love you. Love, love you too. Love you more. Thank you so much. Uh, um, what is it? Um, what else would you want the people to know? This one thing I do want the people to know. This is very important, and I see some of the people have dropped off. But this man is not only okay. Here's another caller, and this is going to be the last caller, and I'm, I'm going to make this announcement in just a minute. Okay, okay. Whoever keeps calling and hanging up, <laughs> you know, but just cut off the calls. Same uh, person. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same person. If you just be patient, we'll get to you. But um, now the, the lines are closed. I am excited. I was with um, Pastor Pettis on the other day having um, breakfast, and he had heard about a situation on Channel 13 um, where a young man had his food truck generator was stolen. And I can say that um, he's not only a, a community activist, he's a, a community servant as well. And when he heard that, Pastor Pettis went out and purchased the generator for the young man. So it's notable. He's not only just taken in, but he's given back. And I made a suggestion. Will he be there? He will. He will be there on Monday with the food truck. Yes. With the food truck. What's his name? Uh, His name is Courtney. He has Jungle Brothers food truck. And uh, I heard about his story on Fox 13. And um, he was. He's a 20-year-old entrepreneur uh, who is a full-time student at Southwest, and he uses his food truck to make his living. Uh, And uh, he was robbed in someone, and they also stole his generator. So the Lord just laid it on my heart to purchase a generator for him so that he could get back up. And we did uh, invite him Monday night uh, to the concert, and he's going to be uh, serving as well give people a chance to meet who he is and to purchase his food. I really want to be a blessing to him in this season. So 
Pastor Pettis is still pouring into young people's lives. So I wanted to close with that to let you see that he's not just out here taking in, but he's also continuing to give out such just as well as he did at the age of 15. And we have these notable young men that's a product of them making the decision to come together and be original. And this is what we have. We've talked about the good, the bad. And the present. There wasn't nothing too much bad in it. No. Or what are we close it. We have to go. We have to go. We are. Oh. We're a little bit over our time. Um, you would see the flyer. The flyer is going to be up now. If you want the information about um, um, the concert, the flyer is going to be on our screen. And we want to see you. All roads leads to. Is that South Haven? Brown. Mm-hmm. Brown Baptist in South Haven. Everybody know Brown Baptist. And if you didn't know him, while I was in California, everybody knew about the flying preacher. <laughs> but he's a, 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 a notable, an honor, uh, humble young man. A but phenomenal that, man. A phenomenal man. Very awesome. humble. Um, but if you don't know where Brown Baptist is, it's on state line. It is the original Brown Baptist on 981 981 980 State Line Road East Is the fly up yet? But it'll be up there but um, 980 980 State Line Road East Well just follow the cars Just follow the cars because there's going to be cars there and I suggest that you get there early. Once again name out some of your special guests before we close LaShawn Mitchell, J.J. Harrison, Lisa Knowles, Angela Spivett Pastor Romalis Jones, oh, Tim Mason, please go. <laughs> Kevin Patterson. Well, we all will be in the house. Thank you. And you just may see or experience talk time with Romalis Jones streaming live from Brown Baptist with Daryl Pettis and Strength and Praise as we celebrate the album release and his 35th birthday. Tim, you want to sing happy birthday to him while we go out? No, we're just going to sing it to him Monday. <laughs> oh, we're going to sing it to him Monday. Well, cheers to you. We had something under the table for you, and we're going to shock the people as we close the show out. That's what the pastor had in his cup. God bless you all. <laughs> no, mine is, mine, is, mine is orange. <laughs> you see this? And this My is cup. orange. <laughs> and the top is still on it. It's nothing but some fruit juice. But thank you once again for tuning in to Talk Time with Ramalis Jones. Stay prayerful, stay positive, and stay focused. Until next time, God bless you, and we'll see you on Monday. Proceeding is an OM production. For more information, go to the OAMnetwork.com.